Hi, I'm Bo Deedle and welcome to One Tough Podcast. Uh, today, I'm really, really excited about what's happening in our beautiful city of New York City. I really feel as though the most important problem right now in our city is our crime problem. Our escalating shootings, guns, and violence on the street. And today, something was announced by our new incoming mayor, Eric Adams, and I want to be very open with you. I have a relationship with Eric Adams for at least almost 20 years uh, when he ran for United States Senate, also the borough president of Brooklyn, and I've been in back of him from the beginning. And I really feel as though he comes with everything that we need to turn this city around. And I actually tell him, you know, Eric, you're at the point right now of being the real hero of New York City. Maybe we should dawn up a Superman costume for Eric because he's going to go and become the mayor in another couple of weeks of this great city that I love. And I still work here. I still live here. And I certainly wanted to come back. But today there was an announcement. The announcement was Keyshawn Sewell. Now, Keyshawn Sewell is the former chief of detectives from our neighboring county, Nassau County. A lot of people don't know uh, Miss Sewell, but I have a little bit background on her and I wanna share it with you. She started out as a uniform cop. She went undercover. She worked her way up through the ranks and she was promoted uh, to chief of detectives uh, in Nassau County. Now our new incoming mayor is going to appoint her as our police commissioner. She'll be the first uh, female police commissioner. She's also black, which, uh, I feel as though it's it's a perfect, perfect scenario. And what she's gonna be called upon to do is to let this police department do their job, support the police officers who are doing their job, and the ones who are not doing their jobs, we should deal with them also. But the important part of this thing is, during her news conference this morning, which I watched, she made a statement. There were people yelling for the background, oh, we wanna get, uh, rid of stop and frisk. We want to defund the police department. And one positive thing she came right out, she says, we will be bringing anti-crime units in, um, plainclothes units, to get these guns off our street. She also explained, and the mayor also, that uh, people don't realize there are victims on both sides. There are victims of maybe uh, overzealous police officers, but there are also the victims of over 30 young children children under the age of 20 that were gunned down this year by these gangs that are operating without any kind of checks and balances. They operate drug areas. They go in there with guns. There are so many illegal guns in the city. And every night, I live up on 90th in York, I hear gunshots almost every night from my apartment. And they certainly are not firecrackers. And there's a lot of gun violence out there. A lot of shootings are not being reported. A lot of robberies, a lot of assaults where people are so disgusted, they're not even reporting. Now with the advent of our new police commissioner coming in, working together with Eric Adams. Now, you gotta remember, Eric Adams was a New York City police captain. Eric Adams knows the deal. And to listen to our 
incoming Mayor Eric Adams, he really gives you a lot of hope and a lot of uh, positiveness about the direction of this city. And he's saying all the right things. And he's talking about education, which I really agree. We have to educate the kids at an early stage so they don't go into this area of becoming a criminal and doing criminal activity. We want to educate them that there is positive things in life and through education. And I'm involved also with educational software to take a child at five, six years old and stay with them right to high school and show them a pathway to what they want, what their interests are, and monitor them. They need help in reading. They need help in uh, math. We are able to guide them through with this educational software that I'm presenting to our, our, our new school chancellor, who I really really like, again, another Mr. Banks. We also have Philip Banks, who was the former chief of the New York City Police Department, that's actively working with our new mayor, and he will be working, I'm sure, with our incoming police commissioner. Uh, part of the things that I've done since my relationship with Eric is so close is I kind of requested that he keeps a couple of New York City higher-ups that understand the police department Two, for instance, was John Miller, who's like probably, as far as statistics and knowing the crime patterns and anti-terrorism and terrorism, is John Miller and also Esposito. Esposito, Joe, is a friend of mine. We came on the force about the same time. Joe is phenomenal. He knows the police department. You just can't take a blackboard and just wipe it all off. There's a lot of education there that we have as far as with the input of our new police commissioner and our new mayor is bringing in really smart people. And effectively, I really believe that we can really end the problems in New York City as far as the crime goes. A lot of people say to me, but we have to deal with a city council that is very progressive and very radical. Eric Adams' task is going to be to deal with him. Also, I've said to Eric Adams many times, I'll go before your city council as a civilian and I'll show you how you can arrest people without shooting them. You just got to remember, when I was a police officer, a detective, I was a decoy. I got mugged 500 times. I've been stabbed, I've been shot at, I've been hospitalized 30 times. I never killed anyone. And I had justification on 15 occasions that I can remember that I could have justifiably used my firearm. That is the last resource. I don't want cops to put their lives or their partner's lives in jeopardy. If you have to do it, you do it and you explain why you did it. And I'm sure the police department would stand by you if your intentions were really honorable and right, and you had to use deadly physical force, you say you had to, and say the reasons why, what was in your mind at that time. Now let's go back, first of all, to our mayor, Eric Adams. Everyone says, well, he's the mayor of New York City. He really has no control with the advent of this bail reform. Now, bail reform, I was very supportive. I'm very supportive of these young kids being in jail on misdemeanors and they can't make $500 bail. This is ridiculous. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how far bail reform went. Bail reform went to the, to the ends of the earth where they're releasing people who have been arrested 80 times with guns, robberies, shootings. This is utterly ridiculous. Why do we have judges? And there's an excerpt in the bail reform that these judges can make a decision on bail. 
Also, the fact there's something in there about loaded guns. And if we run it out there and we uh, amend this bail reform, we're going to be having a safer city. Part of the idea I have in mind, and I, I stand by, I don't want a job with the mayor. I just want to be a, a person that with, I could be very helpful with all my experience in the police department and also in the private sector for the last 37 years in security and investigations. Most important is who Eric Adams is going to be. Eric Adams right now, our next mayor, is going to be probably the second most important person in this country. You have the president, wherever he is, in his basement, wherever he is, and then you have the mayor of New York City. I think the mayor of New York City is more powerful than the governor of New York State. And as the mayor, he certainly can go up to Albany in front of the state Senate and the state assembly and plead his case as far as to amend this bail reform. And him being the mayor of New York will have an audience at any time that he wants to have an audience to express why we must reform the bail reform. And I think it's so important, and I've talked to him numerous times about this, and I'm in communication happily with the mayor almost every day. I'm texting him back and forth, and I'm just, I was so elated today listening to him and also listening to our new police commissioner coming in. And I, I keep saying it, I keep saying it. Eric, you can be the new hero of this city because you're in a great position. And a lot of people don't understand Eric Adams. He's a very intelligent person, the same as our incoming police commissioner, and they weigh out all sides of it. This is not the police department that's gonna be out there uh, uh, rough and tough. It's evaluating all aspects. Also, something popped up today that I really liked uh, where the new incoming police commission was asked about quality of life crimes. And she mentioned about we will be dealing with quality of life. And then Eric Adams came out, the mayor, and he says, well, look at, we have to look at this. You have mentally ill people out there that commit these quality of crime. Should we take them, throw them into Rikers and give them no help? No. I disagree with putting them in jail like that. If you're mentally ill, we have to help you. And all of a sudden, one tough cop here is starting to sound like a is starting to sound like a uh, a social uh, climber over here. No, I really believe mentally ill people have to be helped. And by incarcerating them, you're not helping them because as soon as they get released, they're going to get involved in some sort of criminal criminality, which we have to help them, educate them if they need mental help, help. Because we know what has happened to our last mayor, this fraudulent person with his fraudulent wife spending over $1.2 billion on Operation Thrive. You know what Operation Thrive was? To help the mentally ill. And you know what he did for the last eight years and his lovely wife? Nothing. All we, all we hear is that they love to talk and they love to say things. When she was asked, what did you do with the $1.2 billion? Uh, I'll get back to you on that. You know who should be getting back? I really believe there should be a, a grand jury should, come, should be convened in the United States Attorney's Office for the Southern District, and there should be a full investigation of Mayor de Blasio and his wife with all this unconscionable stuff that has gone on. And also, you're talking about a city with a budget of over $100 billion now. There's a lot of money flowing around, and this has to be accountable. And it's very important that we utilize 
uh, our investigative skills to find out what happened to this money for the last eight years. When I ran for mayor against de Blasio, I questioned him when you had the corruption aspect with the two gentlemen from Brooklyn who were convicted of bribery. But the only problem is bribery has two sides of it. You have the people that are bribing, and then you had the bribe receiver. The two people were convicted of bribery, but who were they bribing? They were bribing Mayor de Blasio. He was the bribe receiver. So this has to be brought out and investigated. No one, no one is above the law. And the first thing that we should be doing is finding out where all our monies are going. But let's get back to the crime problem in this city. The crime problem has to be dealt with, with the communities also. We have to let the communities dictate to us what they want. And I'll guarantee you, go to all our high crime areas. You can ask all the community residents, do you want to defund fund the police department? Every one of them, 90% will say defund, we want more officers on the street. We want more people to protect my children. When my children go out at night, I don't want them to come home in a box. And this is so important. And the community has to have complete involvement with the PD. But also, we have to support cops. When this thing came out by the city council, where you can't use a headlock to arrest somebody, I like the people who are listening to me uh, to, to explain to me if a person's fighting with you, how do you handcuff them without holding on to them? Then they came out with this stupid diaphragm law. You can't get on top of them. I'll be damned. I wouldn't have been able to make any arrests. I arrested over 1,600 felons. I got on top of them. I got them in a headlock, not a chokehold. A headlock's a headlock, and this should be differentiated what a headlock is and what a chokehold is. And these are part of the things that I'd love to work with the new police commission and our mayor, and I really am excited. This is the first time in eight years that I'm excited about the leadership of this city that I love. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people have to realize we are embarking on a new adventure here in New York City. You have very smart mayor. Now you have a very astute police commissioner. And I think we're in, the, we're in, we're in for something good, something good to happen. Uh, again, crime to me is the major problem because everyone I know that I speak to who are successful are leaving New York City. They're afraid. They're afraid for their children. They're afraid for their family. This was the issue, I believe, that Eric Adams was elected on, was the crime problem. And until we correct that, and Eric is very big again with education. I think they come part and parcel. Crime education. Let's start at an early age to teach children there is another part of life other than these uh, Travis, whatever his name is, all these uh, entertainers that all they talk about is violence and all they talk about is sexuality. And that's something that our children should not have to look upon. This should be something that our children have a direction in life, whether they want to go into trades, whether they want to continue on to trial, uh, to college. They should have the opportunity to go to college and to get educated. And if they need help, if they're low in their reading scores, we should help them. And again, Eric Adams is very astute to the one-two punch. Crime and education and community are part and parcel. We have to work together. And again, Eric is saying all the right things. 
And I stand by helping Eric to make this city run the way it's supposed to run. Again, I'm real excited about today. And I welcome Keyshawn Sweewell as our next police commissioner of the New York City Police Department. I have been a member of the New York City Police Department. I bleed blue. I will bleed blue for her. I will help this new commissioner in any way I can and the new mayor with all the experience that I brought to the table over these years. And I really think I could speak about what you have to do when you arrest a person, if you have to. It's not a pretty thing, as I said. Arresting someone it looks violent and there's some aspect of it where you have to get the person under control. If you don't get that person under control, there's very good possibilities they could take a gun away from a police officer and that police officer and or their partners could be killed. So let's not whitewash it and make it anything and it is. It's education and then it's following up with all the experience, all the things we've learned. And one of the things that I really speak very quickly about, Many years ago, we had uh, an incident that happened in the, uh, the Bronx, and it was Admin Luima, and there was 41 shots fired by the anti-crime, and they shot this guy 41 times. I had to go through meetings, and I had to go through social events, and everyone says, including my friend there, the guitar player from New Jersey, he made a song about 41 shots. How can 41 shots be fired into somebody? And what I did was I actually spent $80,000, and I took all the court transcripts, I hired four actors, and I reenacted the whole events leading up to this horrible accidental shooting, and we were able to dissect every aspect again. And what was happening was, in the Bronx, there was a guy with a gun that was robbing people, and they were on the lookout. They see a guy suspiciously walking, and as soon as he looks at them, he runs into a doorway. When he's in the doorway, he's trying to get something. It was a dark hallway. He was trying to get something out of his pocket. The cops kept saying, put your hands up, put your hands up. He kept going for his wallet. Unbeknownst to him, to the police officers, he ended up having a key to his apartment in the, in the wallet. They didn't know that. They came on him. They said, put your hands up. He didn't put it up. The first officer there then felt as though he saw a gun. He opened fire. As he was opening up fire, he went back. He looked as though he was being shot. And in the reenactment, you could see the shooting, and you could see the light of the gun going off, and it looked as though he was firing back at the cops. They unloaded. They unloaded 41 shots. Terrible, terrible tragedy of this man's death. A very, very terrible tragedy. But in reality, if people would just wait and let everything come out and investigate it and explain, and that was another thing I saw today, I was excited, because they mentioned about a shooting, what would you do to the new commissioner? And she explained, she will fully investigate it and let the cards go out the way they go out. And also explain to the public as soon as possible what the investigation is, what we're looking at. So this way, the community and the people who we serve as police officers will understand what happened. You don't keep people in the dark like you're covering something up. Just as the information's coming out and it's verifiable information, that's when you release it. And again, we're embarking upon a great time. I'm excited today with the advent of our new police commissioner and our new mayor. And I really believe, I really believe that New York City 
is going to come back. And with the crime is where we're starting. I love the educational aspect, part and parcel again. And I welcome everybody to continue to tune into my podcast. I'm going to have some really good guests in the future, but I really believe my experience and the knowledge that I have in all the years I've been working in law enforcement on the police department and the private sector give me a real foundation and basis to talk on any type of subject. And I'm really happy that I'm involved with the new mayor. And I know I'm going to be involved with the new police commissioner. And I want to just tell everybody, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. Uh, I'm going to try to pop in one more podcast before the end of the year. If not, everybody, good health. Merry Christmas and Happy New York, and God bless everyone's families, and God bless America. Thank you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.